Hello, everyone, and welcome to uh, the Squash uh, Canada Nationals edition of the In Squash podcast. Uh, this week uh, in Calgary, Alberta, at the Glencoe Club, the Canadian Nationals are underway. In fact, matches are ongoing right now as we speak in all uh, divisions, men's open, women's open, and the age groups. Uh, and uh, to celebrate the Nationals uh, this week, we have... Uh, Hopefully, a few of the contenders coming on to the podcast, including today's podcast, episode 25. We're lucky to have with us a two-time Canadian men's open national champion and uh, former uh, top 40 uh, PSA uh, ranked player. And he's still um, playing uh, on tour and planning to get back to uh, even a higher ranking than that. And hopefully he does. Sounds like he's ready to make a move. Sean Delier, the number two seed in the men's open draw this week, is on the podcast. And uh, for those of you who don't know uh, Sean, uh, definitely a breath of fresh air. He's a outside-the-box thinker, I think, in many ways. Uh, and he uh, brings his wonderful uh, personality and outlook on life and squash uh, to the podcast. And we talk uh, about all sorts of things, including his... Uh, his longest uh, match in professional squash history, 170 minutes, I believe, against uh, Liu Ao, uh, which took place in 2015. And he's also uh, he also holds the record for the uh, third longest match uh, in professional squash history. And he uh, gives us his uh, his viewpoint on why that is. And you'll be might be surprised to hear uh, what he has to say. And you might be surprised to hear about what he has to say on a lot of topics uh, a breath of fresh air enjoy the podcast canadian men's open number two seed and two-time canadian national champion sean delier joins us today <laughs> all right okay well let's get started this is uh, episode 24 of the uh, in squash podcast and we're delighted to have on today the two-time canadian uh, national champion uh, 11 psa titles and 15 uh, Final appearances. That's an excellent record. Uh, reached a career high of 35 uh, in 2013. Bronze medalist three times over in the Pan Am Games and uh, the longest uh, professional match in squash history in 2015. Sean Delier uh, is our guest. Sean, thanks for coming on to the podcast. Hello, everyone. How are you guys doing today? <laughs> well, great, mate. Great. Thanks for coming on to the podcast. Uh, um, and uh, you've, I don't know if this, I read recently, you said uh, somewhere that maybe you retired from the pro tour. But now, are you semi-retired, fully retired? And uh, what's, uh, what are you up to uh, these days, if you are, uh, Sean? Um, maybe they just want me to retire, but I keep coming back like Rocky. Uh, <laughs> no, not retired. Uh, totally installed in the sport, full through. Uh, it is a full-time job if you want to be. A good player if you want to stay on the ball as it's rolling spinning through the air you gotta you gotta watch it uh you gotta sleep with uh, a ball in the bed almost you know keep your eye on it in case it moves just a little you know <laughs> <laughs> absolutely yeah, that, so, uh, yeah yeah <laughs> so so the these rumors I, I thought i saw somewhere i read somewhere you were planning on uh, a foray into doubles hardball uh, uh you know, a lot of people would love me to join doubles. They go, your your strength and talents would be lovely to see on a doubles court. Uh, plus, the the charismatic part is nice to to come across when they see me playing. I'm also a people, um, almost a showman, let's say. So uh, if you add a few other guys on court, there'll be uh, a lot more blocking to be done on my part. Just kidding. But uh, also a lot more joking involved and uh, yeah. it is a very talkative sport uh doubles way more um you want to talk nicely to your with your opponent team up and uh take the other guys down and it's a fun dynamic it'll probably be after squash a little bit but for now i haven't really even touched it uh i've only had a lot of offers for different partners and to try it out and we love we're waiting for you and etc because it's a north american sport for the most part so yes i do get a lot of we'd love to see you come out and, and strike a, a doubles ball right but uh, you're still uh, firmly uh, placed on the uh, on the psa tour i did notice you you played quite a few tournaments recently so that's why i sort of hedged when i asked was going to ask you about the retirement so definitely uh 
full on uh, on the PSA tour then? I tell you what. We don't want you to retire. That, uh, yeah, that, that wasn't my... Uh, this, I mean, this sport is way too fun. Um, it, it would have to be body signs to, to, show me, to show me out. And the body's not telling me no. Um, I've looked at other jobs like, like um, uh, corporate manager of uh, industrial marketing companies and et cetera, blah, 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 blah. And I figure those positions are just boring. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't even know what I just said as a job right there, but uh, the description, but I would definitely prefer to keep at this dynamic sport that keeps me healthy, fit, fast, strong. Um, and, uh, Able to travel the world is a huge part of what I love. Um, the people in the sport are super sweet people. Um, squash is one of the few sports where you have a great camaraderie. Like people talk within, inside the sport, very often hang out and have a good time together in different countries. The camaraderie, we all understand rising and falling as an athlete, but we hang out together really close. Don't know if it's the same thing in all other sports. But squash is one of those special sports that has that. And um, so it's not just the squash per se. It's the outside stuff um, involved with being a player. Yeah, and, the squash uh, lifestyle I, maybe. Yeah, the squash lifestyle. And I also feel, in a sense, incomplete. Uh, not reaching my full potential. Not finding the right path to get to the top where I feel like I can go back. And I was there. It's still just steps away. It's a click, and then boom, you you take off, off in, yeah. in rhythms and squash. And so, uh, uh, you're you're yeah, third. Sure. I mean, you're you're not at the. I mean, the Gregory Galche, Miguel Rodriguez, uh, sorry, uh, Borja Golan, both uh, thirty five and both playing uh, high level squash. And uh, obviously, uh, you know, you're you're near that age, if not thirty five. There's still a few good years uh, left in you, and you've had some good wins over your career. So putting it together consistently, maybe something that's on your, uh, one of your goals going forward. You're very kind, Jerry. I love the, you highlighting the great stuff. Um, Cheers. I would certainly enjoy not having another world record long match. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to ask um, you about that in a, in a little bit, but yeah. Yeah. Good. I, I, I would love to talk about that. Um, there are some some big titles ahead of me. There's still another Pan Am Games. You know, in North America, uh, in terms of the number one U.S. guy, number one Canadian, number one from South Americas and stuff like this, I still am like in the four, five, three category, and uh, it, I stand tall around this side of the world. The other side's got a lot of other crazy, great, beautiful squash players. Um, but for Pan Am Games would be one nice one to have. We have a national title championship coming up here in canada next week which is huge for us as well yeah and uh, just to say you know maybe you're canadian champion or you're getting medals and you're participating at the commonwealth games or other uh one wonderful um events to take part in as a person are very there's a lot of pride attached to it and uh even for people on the street you know they might know what a pan am game is but not what the psa tour is Exactly. Yeah. 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 And, uh, I mean, you have two national uh, titles to your uh, name already. How, how are you feeling going into uh, this one? Do you have a third one? Uh, is it on the horizon? I've got my hand on the nerve and I am, uh, just, <laughs> yeah, I'd say it's, it, it yeah. makes you, it feeds you with life knowing that it's coming up. It's, uh, it's a lot of nerves. I should be the one handling it the best in my old, older age. Um, so I hope I can handle the, the racket the way it needs to be handled at the right time. I'm, I'm feeling fantastic. I really am very excited about it. And uh, so, so are the other uh, contenders. And uh, national championships for us, uh, sometimes it might be the highlight of our career for some players in Canada yeah. and maybe not reach number one in the world you know but so there's a lot of yeah people love to say they're the best in Canada or whatnot well I read somewhere uh, in preparation for this that 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 uh, the national championships uh, Canadian nationals might be uh, your favorite tournament I don't, I, don't, I don't know what would uh, what would make a favorite tournament other than winning it um, <laughs> but it certainly is one where 
a lot of people in Canada, everyone, you know, all the players from Canada will come out, you know, all categories, all ages yeah. and uh, give. Um, it's, it's So, yes, it is actually one of my preferred tournaments. Yeah. Um, and otherwise, winning it is always the best. Yeah. Okay. Case scenario. Yeah. Well, uh, just uh, good luck in that. I'd like to see you win. A You're first right one. here. Yeah. Uh, now you've uh, you've been described as uh, one of the fittest players on tour. Is that uh, a fair assessment in your estimation, Sean? Yes and no. I'm going to say be honest and say no because um, pound for pound, sticking out rounds with Rami or Greg is not in the picture as of yet. I can stick out for hev- heavens of time. Like it's not even an expression, but. Um, eons of time, yeah, uh, and uh, battle with my heart will keep on coming back. The recovery is good, but it's pers- it's not as fast as the recovery as the top players in squash, right? So I would consider myself one of the the heart like endurance heart players, right. and that's something I'm working on. Is to be actually become one of the to become one of the fittest. It doesn't mean you need a world record long match, you know. No. to describe you it would probably be you know faster and faster and faster and faster um, so i guess what you're saying is that's what the top players in the world do. yeah maybe what you're saying is that by being really fit sometimes you sacrifice uh, other important parts of your game uh well that's that's yeah that's another thing a fit might not matter in squash i can be considered one of the fittest absolutely for how long i stick it out and yeah i guess heart would maybe equal fitness like but in no ways is it like showing off to say um yeah i'm one of the fittest guys because i have really long matches uh no i'd say you know i can last i can be one of the guys who lasts and the tough part is comparing to the guys who are actually at the top who all as well who 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 can align their ball straight time after time after time regardless yeah so i can't i would just call them sprint better sprinters and i'm a a long endurance runner but they're also powerful fast you know so it's something i'm working on my game and i understand we'll probably get into that when you talk about the world record matches yeah yeah so and uh um, so you've always been sort of a in terms of longevity you've been extremely fit is that because of uh, the, the type of training that you used to do in the past, or is it just sort of something that comes, uh, your fitness is more uh, a natural thing? Uh, yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's not natural. I love the, the drug of adrenaline, which is uh, to train, to feel um, like you could eat a five-course meal. No, that's not it, Jerry. <laughs> but to, to train to feel good. Like, some people are addicted to training. They can't stop. Yeah. I'm kind of I'm almost a gym one of those I love the gym. It gives you security. Yeah. In, in my job, the only money you know you've made is the money of good training uh, when, you know, you're not in a tournament and participating. So your training equals money. And so it's not to say overdo it, but find the right training that correlates with uh, getting you further, what's missing. And I know it's missing um, maybe unfortunately now a bit more than earlier in my career, you know, but I've tried five to 10 different styles of training um, to get to uh, what, what would, would have said, yes, I'm a longevity player and and I can do so much, but um, in terms, I was probably missing power and like uh weight training on a consistent basis to load up the muscles with power, consistent power. Right. So yeah. to pound the ball as hard as Sherbaggy for as long as he does, you know, as quick yeah. as he does. Yeah. I think I, I naturally had great fit, uh, great, uh, like, um, what would you call it? Yeah. Uh, fitness based, but not power based. Great longevity, but no power. Yes, that's uh, not, right. not not that's not not exactly power. I shouldn't say no power. Uh, no, because no, you get you get natural power. Like I could play a ton of squash, but I don't believe that's going to get me better. I right. can I can play. Uh, I can I've done yoga per se uh, a lot, but it's not going to get me 
it's not going to get me better. Um, swimming or running or climbing up mountains over periods of time uh, have not got me better. I think it really is um, the style of training that uh, probably a lot of the top boys do. And we're all guessing. A lot of squash players are guessing, what is the other guy doing to get better? What has he done, you know? And it has to, it has to work with your body because some people yeah. get things naturally and other things are missing. Well, have you seen, uh, I don't know if you've seen any of his uh, training footage, but uh, the stuff that uh, Paul Cole is doing is outrageous. And, uh, like the heavy uh, uh, squats with the, with the heavy weights. and I've heard of it. I've heard of it. He's a CrossFit trainer practically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that's absolutely wonderful. That mixed in with squash, yes. You know, it, it equals money. It equals guarantees for him. Because Paul Cole, uh, he's a talented player. He has um, the attributes of being able to stick it out. And almost he can just bury you with length if he feels like it, you know. Yeah. And he's going to go out not being bothered by fitness at all. If you that's can awesome. X out the fitness and just work on the court game, that's, that's unbelievable. For me, I felt the, a bit of the opposite. Like, I'm, I'm going to run out of steam if I play someone like him because he's burying me. And I need to, you know, find another way to win. Although these days I feel like I've incremented a different style of training and I will be able to go pound for pound with this guy come four, five, six months. I have the hand and the hand can work only for so long. Like talent, talent would need to be backed up by severe um, disciplined programs of, yeah, CrossFit's great. Yeah. Um, dumbbell, dumbbell tossing uh not tossing but dumbbell lifts and uh kettle kettlebell uh, training kettlebell that's the one that's yeah, the yeah. one kettlebell stuff so right. and so you, almost so you've made, the, you've oh, yeah, made those adjustments to balance your body too so yes 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 i'm fine what i'm finding now is a new style of training this one can hopefully be the one that catches sean that catches me who I know I'm, I'm watching and taking me to be a better player, just be centered after rallies, uh, maybe less dizzy, uh, able to <laughs> hit hard when they hit hard and go, okay, you know, I put a lot of months. You have to put months in as well. It's not one month or two. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And uh, then the racket won't be, in, the, the racket will be the gift and the body will be stored power from all the pain put in from, from months. So I'm looking at my new, tra my new training style, and I'm very excited about squash uh, these days and my new approach. And that's, that's what's always kept me. It's not always been arriving. It's been the journey. And the fun part is to find the right training routine that advances you. Well, I'm really happy to hear that because uh, I've only seen a few of your matches, but I've always enjoyed watching, uh, watching you play. So more of you is good. Um, exactly. <laughs> okay. I just want to look back a little bit, uh, Sean. Uh, you won your first uh, PSA title in 2004, and it just so happened to be the Quebec uh, Open. What do you remember about that uh, event? And um, I guess it must have meant a lot to you to win it on at home. Whew. 2004. Do you remember that one? I'm going to try to itch a part of my head right now that might activate the memory bank. I'm not even sure I'm itching the right part of my head where my memory is. <laughs> uh, it is too far back for me to remember. <laughs> but that, I mean, um, it must have meant something to you to, to win your first pro event in, uh, in Quebec. Absolutely pretend that I remember and say, yes, it must have been a pleasure. Yeah, it must have. Um, something <laughs> actually happened recently. That one, that one was um, in 2004, the Quebec Open. But the Quebec closed. I've won 14 in a row now, just this last really? two weeks. 14 and in a that's, row. That's also pretty nice. Yeah. That, that's oh impressive. God. And, and uh, you know, I mean, Joe Besso. Two different battlers. Joe Besso didn't play in any of those? He, he, uh, I think it was his time was coming down. And uh, yeah. just uh, there was yeah shortage of a lot of people. <laughs> it's almost like it's squashing Canada. I'm, if I'm, I'm 35. And the next four to five guys are all 25 and under. There's right. a massive gap. And yeah, yeah. who was ahead of me was uh, Shishir, five years older. So 
Um, and, you know, he stuck it out for a long time, scaring people till he was 38, even 39. I think he was there last year, uh, yeah. I think. Shahir Razik. Uh, so, Shahir Razik, a big idol of mine. And then Jonathan yeah. Powers. So, those guys had been, Jonathan had just been sticking around for the Canadian title a couple of times after his retirement. Right. But, uh, yeah, the gaps, you know, but for a long time you're facing one guy you know in your country and you're like man i want that guy's spot i want that guy and Shahir won the canadian title the most out of any player in canada well he was fit very fit too and known known for uh keeping the rallies uh, going wasn't he he would be the slowest death out there <laughs> yeah absolutely uh earlier uh, we were talking about uh your coach uh before we started the podcast we were just talking a little bit and uh we brought up, I brought up uh, your coach, Yvonne Provencal. Uh, I yes. Remember, yeah, I remember yeah. him as a, uh, a member of the Canadian provincial team when I played uh, for Nova Scotia. He was on the, the team, and I guess he, he'd always been the coach at the MA, MAA club, which is where you played. Uh, for those of you, for those people who don't know him, can you describe him as, uh, as a coach and what your relationship with him uh, was like? as a player coach relationship. Yvonne has been, he's been a solid person in my life. Um, he would, he understands me so much as to only respond if I was coming to him with an issue. Um, I'd say he, he's a coach, but at the same time, not a coach, just also just there to listen to me if I want to share my details. And if I didn't want to share anything, Yvonne would never go, oh, well, you know, maybe maybe a few times he might be like, uh, oh, what happened there? That was weird. And uh, But yeah. never really yeah. that curious. He understands me. He can see it in my in my posture. My heart's on my sleeve. So he can be like, okay, I, I don't want to talk to him about this. We know Sean. I mean, he always knows me to put in mostly always a great effort but if something was wrong you go okay well then he might be injured or something else but uh would never give me um bad bad feelings about anything just she would just be there to be a good ear and if i ever wanted more help Yvonne would always be there to go yes let's go in court let's let's get you a program if you want if you want to see a psychologist we can see a psychologist a nutritionist everything you want but it'd be up to me to act to to access Yvonne's uh, repertoire of uh, what he can do for me. So uh, he, he was always waiting on me. And a lot of times I like being left alone, like uh, being the lone trainer almost, you know, I don't need right. to be in group to train. I pretty much like following um, my program. Um, so sometimes I do follow the group uh, and do a few things, but um, I would, pretty much for the most part was a lone player and so Yvonne would travel with me a lot sometimes but mostly team events it was never usually just me and Yvonne alone at a tournament there'd be another two guys there or another guy there and it would be beneficial for him to come to the New York Tournament of Champions or uh, Toronto or you know the near harboring areas nationals he's always there um uh, this is all after juniors. Yvonne became my primary coach before that was my dad. So Yvonne would be there and always coach me at these events and would always help and understand the loss and win and uh, never get negative really. And uh, really? You, you would never be like, Oh, you know, Sean, you need to start you know, doing this and you need to start doing that. You need to start doing this. No, he left it to me. He understood that I, uh, the, the w way in which I work, and Yvonne's been fantastic in my life, and he's been a rock. You know, I want him coming to my wedding. He's uh, he always helps out paperwork all the time. If I ever need to send stuff in, he's there. Um, if I want on court time, he's there. We match up with somebody else, and he gets us working on certain things. And uh, he has been responsible for a lot of big wins in my life. Having someone there that can just tell you one or two things to me your game go in place yeah uh, so this this man is a very special person in my life i'm very happy that yvonne has been in montreal just happens to be the national coach in montreal at my club and supporting me and you know he's the national coach of 
the other players too. But coming into nationals, Yvonne's going to take a step out and and bring it back home so the title can stay in Quebec. You yeah. know, so this it goes beyond just the coach of the national team. It's he's not being world teams championships. He's all helping us all out. And he says, Sean, one of the best qualities about you is playing in team events. You always seem to stand up and play your best in a team event. So some people are team players and some people are not. Have been really fantastic for team events for some reason. And um, I can't describe it in comparison to PSA events, but maybe I get lifted by the team possibly. And and also stating that you're really good at it helps a lot as well, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. If you say but you're good at it, you're probably good at it. And not be too cocky it. about it. <laughs> now, your your father also had an influence on your uh, on your uh, earlier days, uh, um, and I, I remember your dad because uh, I think I bought some uh, squash videos. Uh, he he uh, produced. Uh, some great squash videos of the Super Series events back in the day. He was your coach when you were young? Yes. 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 Uh, from the beginning to about 19, per se. Okay. Um, because he was playing with his friends, and we were, me and my older brother were behind the court. We knew nothing else but to pick up a racket and have our own fun. From there, he brought us into tournaments, and by like 13, he knew we were good at He knew I was good at it. He can see me excelling in that. Uh, and uh, around 14, he was sending us to Calgary, me and my older brother, to play some tournaments, get more experience. And then by 15, he's like, let's go to England and see how you fare out over there because you're always top two in your category in Canada. So let's, or, or even the U.S. Opens, I was doing very well. So he's like, let's go to England. And then and I came top eight. Okay. And top eight uh, for under 19. And, and then um, it was a tough cross between – um supporting me after after juniors and uh basically i don't know if it's like some coming into manhood but we needed space of, from each other to to live properly because there's a lot of pressures and yeah. there's a dynamic between a father and a son and a coach and a son and um it would he would definitely have preferred to be uh my father and um well, that's, I mean, that's good that uh, you both recognized uh, that and there was no issue there, isn't it? Well, there was constant, like, uh, afterwards, there's constant, like, advice and stuff like this. And <laughs> yeah. basically, I have to, I'm taking it up on my own. I'm going out there alone at this point. I have, you know, the coach and stuff. And it was good for him, too, because it, it would relax him to not take so much full part into trying to get me up there you know it was always up to me and boys in the family so he just basically got us all off our feet till we're 18 you know and and then it's uh you find your apartment you find your you know you work for yourself and you become a man is pretty much uh how he liked to have it put and it's it is nice you know you have your space now i have always a, a coach or a father or a friend however you want to position it and uh it, it's it's beautiful that he gave me this sport. He brought me into it. He helped me up in it. He, he would give such beautiful advice, you know, like, Sean, are you having fun out there? You know, my brain's spinning. I'm ready to kill. <laughs> and he's like, Sean, just have fun, you know, try to just excel on your good point. And he had a really nice way of coming around and yeah, just enjoy this. You know, a sport is fun. Just play it into the four corners. And in your, in my head as it's spinning, it's going, I'm trying to do that. <laughs> and it'd be like, uh, okay, well, let me try to like relax this nerve, release it and just go and go for all in loss. And then you would see yourself all, all of a sudden do well. And squash is crazy like that. You know, you can be down, you're going to lose the match and then you go, okay, I'm going to lose. And then you start playing really well after that. Right. It's almost like letting go of something you're holding on to. And uh, you start playing free, and then the beauty, the the beautiful side comes through. And so, a lot of the psychology, the base psychology, all comes from my father, and uh, and the the reason why you play the sport in the first place, the the ethics of the game, being kind, sweet, humble, not putting pressure on yourself, uh, um, 
staying disciplined you know squash is also you got to see it as a job as well and you got to hit your length and you got to you know you got to get it straight and it is four corners really and uh, you have to work really hard at it so he's like you know if you want me around you you can be there you can ask me sean and i'll come around anytime you want you know and if you want to be alone be alone so i was also one person who kind of wanted to be yeah i want to do this by myself i don't want to bring anyone in it into my rise or fails and um i'm gonna i i went up for the for the long run you know but he got me started into it seeing where i landed in the worldwide uh side of things because you know he was paying for these things and helping out big time you know until i was able to support myself around 18 leave the house and do everything you know pay rent go to tournaments win and, and run around on buses and well it, sa- these, it uh, sounds like uh what he gave you has a lot to do with your maybe obviously your fitness, but uh, the, his way of thinking has a lot to do with your ability to to play and, and uh, keep going in the in these matches that end up uh, lasting uh, one hour and fifty seven minutes and then one hour and uh, sixty six uh, sorry one hour and seventy uh, minutes, uh, which brings me to this uh, to the next question. You've had the two of the three longest matches in pro squash history. Um, what was it? Uh, what were each of these experiences like for you, Sean? Uh, um, they were um, experiences of suffering matched with um, pure happiness, matched with you know difficulty in in getting what I wanted out of my racket, uh, shot wise understanding that on the day I couldn't hit certain shots and other shots was the option deciding that I wouldn't go down without trying every single thing possible. Um, there, there was two really long matches at the same club. So I'm wondering if it was the court perhaps that, that caused it. I mean, I had a two fifty seven with Liu Hao in, uh, in, um, or was it uh, Holt? It was in Medicine Hat, Calgary. Okay. So, um, the, and then I also had a three love at two hours and 15 minutes with three love. Ben Coleman. <laughs> three love for two, two hours love. and 15 minutes. So, okay. I, I'm sticking it out there going, okay, I'm losing, but I'm not some games I won 14, 12, be like, yes. And then the next game, sure, we were going through the same thing, both of us, right? The movement would. You wouldn't sacrifice your movement to the ball because if you went around, it'd be a lot tougher to hit a nicer shot. But um, that's one thing in the game that I might be, I have to work on a little bit. Although I haven't had very long matches in the last recent years, actually going for the ball, even though you're sacrificing for a worse shot in bad position on the ball, but cutting your rallies, cutting, say you have instead of 30 lets, you're having, or 50, 60 lets, you're having 30 lets in a match, you're cutting down the time of replaying the same rally over and over. And right. that's how those matches became what they were, is all that obstruction and cutting down the, the let times. So but there were quite a few so lets in, in those matches. There were quite a few uh, let situations. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. That's yeah. that's absolutely the truth in, in the matter. And from both sides. It's it's not just me asking for it over oh, and over. Sure, you know, yeah. you all end, yeah. Oh no, that, but the other guy as well is going right into you, and and it's a difficulty in squash, right? One person's coming off the ball, the other one's going in, and then it's up to the ref. It's in the ref's hands to go. Mm, no, you guys have to, you know, give a no let constantly or a let, and then it's replayed or stroke even. And um, but it's incredible to to see these. There were epic rallies in there, like no yeah. tomorrow yeah. Those, in those record matches where it's like, this is well, going. I remember I was reading Leo, uh, Leo's comments after the match, and he had nothing but great things to say about you and, uh, and about the match. So there, there was no uh, sort of uh, him saying that there was a lot of interference. Uh, uh, you're the first one. Uh, this is the first time I've heard of that. So uh, I guess that's just a testament to how he felt about the match and uh, playing you in that uh, historic uh, uh, one hour, sorry, 170 minute match. It's also, if you look at the scores, um, they're all, I'm sure in overtime. Yeah. 
I think it was sixteen fourteen in the uh, the fifth, the the the, the record, uh, the world record match. Yeah, yeah. Um, these, and you know, during those moments, as I was saying, I had some difficulties in execution and uh, uh, just maybe a hot ball high ten. I can't remember if it was high ten or not, but. Um, my head would journey outside the court, you know. I'd be thinking about a movie or, <laughs> or uh, and how, thinking how, about other players. Or um, I'm gonna, what am I gonna do if I going? Am I going to the function and partying tonight? Then, or am I gonna really be angry and stay in? And <laughs> so, you know, it, what, what you think about in a two-hour and fifty-seven minute period is not just gonna be your squash match, you know. No, I mean a lot of people. So many things think going through their thoughts you know oh i should have done those lunges before i came to the tournament or god knows but uh yeah your head's not always thinking about the squash it's uh and uh, what about it, the how long did it take you uh uh what did you feel like uh the next day oh i think i i felt uh what happened the next day i know i i remember nothing was hurting on my body i I can remember vividly like going, like, I think I, there's the adrenaline so fast, but even when the adrenaline calmed down, I was like, there's, I'm not really in pain from this one. This, I feel, I feel okay. I don't, I'm not even sure if I took the next day off or I did some biking or something like that just to heal up and R and R, uh, with whirlpool and steam, whatnot. Yeah. But, uh, there was one time I played, um, Adrian Waller. And right. that night, I, I, could, I was cramping after that match. I couldn't get out of the club. One guy helped me to pick up my body almost and brought me to my, to my car. <laughs> yeah. I took the car to my billets, and then I'm thinking, oh, it's going to be okay to have – it'll feel good to have a beer. I had the one beer, and I was – like, I couldn't shut off, you know, and the beer wasn't great. It, and you're in bed, and you still can't turn it off, and you're like, wow, this is what it's like to run a marathon – yeah. And you think, you know, food is good after or having a drink is good after. No, nothing's good after. <laughs> like, it's really difficult to eat. It's really difficult to put in anything. I think maybe a would have been the best. But so what, just shut what, the system down. You, uh, like, it's still going. What do you it's think still, you should have done then? Right? What do you think you should do in, in, those, uh, in that situation when you're feeling like that? <laughs> Not, don't have a beer. Don't eat. What, what, what should uh, you do? No, I mean, uh, the body needs some fat, so probably go have a hamburger and some fries. There you Shove go. Shove it down. I'm just going to close the door so the bird. Uh, that, that'll sound oh. nice in the background. No problem. Can you hear it? Oh, yeah. It sounds great. Oh, it's a jungle in here. <laughs> um, it's a Jim Carrey jungle. Now, you mentioned uh, earlier that uh, Shahir uh, uh, was one of your uh, idols, I guess, uh, as you were coming up in squash. And also, uh, uh, Jonathan Power was someone you, you likely spent a bit of time with. Uh, um, tell us about uh, how Jonathan or, uh, and Shahir influenced your, uh, your PSA career over the years. Uh, okay, so these are monster um, monster people in my life like let's say um i was a pawn at one point while i would look at jonathan and squash as the king yeah and uh, like we all did forget yeah. about the queen wasn't really yeah and uh you had your rooks and you know your jacks and you know the jack would probably be victor berg um you had uh, a bishop who would be um kelly patrick uh graham Rodney, maybe graham might've been the queen at that time, <laughs> but well, just to say it's second powerful, you know? Um, yeah. And those two were, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put Shahir in there so much at the beginning, but towards the end, Shahir's just beautiful to see flowing and moving in an older, as an older, an older player and just still putting people through such pain and, and like, God, I can't get by this guy. He is, he's a, he would be the tower, you know, he just yeah. like, straight kill you for 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 long periods and um um they their influence was so predominant there it was like 
I can't get their shadows there. I'm in their shadow trying to find my own light on both sides somehow. I'm coming up. I should be the next Canadian champion, which I had, had to have achieved. But at the time, it was like, geez, it's going to take, you know, these guys at the top are really ridiculously good. How are they ridiculously good? They went all around the world. They had, they constantly in the top event, top tournaments, top tier players. Um, and uh, it was great to have them guiding the way. You know, it's like having an older brother who beats up people in front of you for you and says this is my brother i'm taking care of him you know and gives you his id so you can go out clubbing early you know um (laughs) so i try i spent i'm so so happy to have experienced a life with them even though they were killing me and i was living in their shadow it's like it's such a it's an honor a pleasure to have represented canada with jonathan on numerous occasions to travel have traveled to different countries with shahir john graham to these these faraway places and say yo i have this guy on my team you know and they'd be like okay canada's ridiculously tough and (laughs) and we know why and um I'm, i'm on the back you know three four sometimes or five six and uh getting to join in it with him. It's like, Oh man, I want to learn. I want to learn from him. My game is almost a little bit like, you know, it's like his a lot actually, or is it not? Well, who, I mean, I, I've, me? I've seen you <laughs> it makes you question, you know, if- we talk about your, your fitness and your ability to sur- to play long matches, but you also have uh, quite a, an attack, uh, an attacking uh, style of game as well. Is that coming? That comes uh, a fair from the influence of, of Jonathan a little bit, I would imagine. Yeah. I guess if you put the two together, you hear yeah you're like okay sean is kind of that guy um and i wish i well i don't wish but i want my a game to come out some days and some days it's okay a little risky to take the a game out but it is the way you should live your life to 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 win and die by the gun and shoot you know shoot flawlessly but sometimes it's not and then you're like well if i keep shooting this opportunity has gone i'll have to wait for the next but my body has so much longevity. It's like, why don't I try game B and see if game B works? But I need a better game B and I need a better game C so that the A can come out. I need my B, C, D to go to make my A better. And sorry, what is your um, A game again, Sean? Would just be sh- shooting the lights out, pure talent, and yeah. and cleaning a guy's, you know, just straight. Sh- the beauty of me. In all its in all its whatever realms, uh, to to come out basically like you know flicking around, uh, yeah. using angles, volley nicking, uh, hold fake pump, uh, hold drops, and and taking the ball at different times, and and the guy doesn't know what's going on practically. <laughs> That'd be the best me. But yeah. you got other guys who break that style down. You know, if I don't have B, C, and D properly, they'll break the A style down pretty fast, you know? Yeah. Because their 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 D is better than my A. So, <laughs> so, so you, you um, what you what you need to yeah. try to do then is uh, go with the A game, but inject a bit a little bit of B, C, and D uh, when necessary. Yeah, it'd almost be like bring out C at the beginning, like not bring C as if it's the C note, but like, let's say it's debt, just only length and constant length till the guy's buried and back. Then a can be better, you know? Right. Yeah. And B, yeah, so that's, that's it. But coming out and trying a, I've done that. You know, a lot of times I come out on court and try to do that. And then I end up one love down to love closer to the death. And then I start my nerves pick up. Like I'm going to lose. I'm going to lose. I have to go to B and C now and scrape it or hack it you know uh, a lot of squash players well, have do gone what, through do that what you have to like, do to get back into the match somehow yes 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 yeah now uh so, just a couple more questions sean i mean you um looking back uh i i remember thierry uh, terry uh, linku was one of the uh the first players to wear the uh, the compression uh, socks and then uh, you were also one of the common. You you commonly wore them. Uh, one of the first to to start wearing them. 
would you uh, ever go on court uh, without them now? Oh, yes. I go on court all the time without them. Do you? Okay. I but what, what is it about the compression sure. socks that, that, uh, that benefit you? Uh, um, so I used to think compression was good. Um, I mean, it is good. If there's some technology behind it that it's like, hey, you're not going to break as much because uh, – pretty much when you stomp your leg down squashes a lot of wear and tear you're breaking fibers and these fibers hold you together in the compression right right uh holds your muscle together a little longer so you, you would last a little longer but at the same time it's kind of choking you and sending more blood up to your heart um and uh the valves are a little thinner yeah. so um there might be a, a flip side to that coin. Otherwise, you'll win matches with them or win, without them. And right. then it's just a question of, do you want to put them on? <laughs> and they're so tight. And you're like fighting to get your toes through and whatnot. So, and so like, I've never worn them. Boy, and, uh, is, it a, is it sort of a bit of discomfort putting them on? Or, or where, actually having them it's, on when uh, you're playing? Or? Uh, if, if you ask any athlete trying to put on those compression pants, like the full length pants, yeah, man, it's it's quite a little battle getting everything into its right fit. Then while you're wearing them, <laughs> it's basically like you're being choked, right? So the blood ends up going up faster. Yeah. They're recovering, right? But maybe just go for a cold shower, get your body back uh, that way. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> the cold shower is quite tough to do as well, I mind you. Oh yeah, well, <laughs> it's all about the amount of pain. Yeah, that, that'll. Uh, well, the cold shower is good for toughness, though. Build some tough. Uh... Oh my gosh, uh, I heard some great benefits to that recently, and I started doing it almost vigilantly lately. Now, uh, Shauna, you mentioned earlier. Uh, uh, and just before uh, we started the podcast, like uh, you said goodbye to your your girlfriend, soon to be your your wife. Uh, you mentioned a wedding earlier. You're getting married soon. Oh, I didn't know I was mentioning a wedding. Um, I, I heard something. Maybe, maybe my ears were uh, tricky. Yeah, no, you got you got definite telepathy because her text came down as you were talking to me. She goes, "I'm ring shopping right now. I'm going to send you a picture ah, <laughs> just okay. in case you'll eventually propose to me." <laughs> oh, okay just in case you propose okay so i'm so uh, this might happen this is a this is um it's a tough one jerry i mean no, 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 it's no. like you're I, calling I thought, out I like the. i thought i heard you say wedding. and you don't want you don't want to go there but in the moment i think so i don't think i ever mentioned wedding i think i, I mentioned <laughs> girl stuff yesterday uh reality girl stuff got me yesterday i can't talk <laughs> but uh no, I'm really excited about this. I'm more excited than I've ever been in my life. My God, a girl can really, you know, hold up your mental and, and make you feel good. And if you're in the right time in your life, in your, in your own self, you can, you, you bounce off better feelings with the person, you know, you know what you want, you set your brain to it. Things start happening. Like the whole course of the future starts changing towards making its way for you two to make a life together. And yeah. people almost know it naturally. Like you just said, the wedding thing. I mean, you're picking up on the vibe. There's a vibe there. <laughs> an energy. Uh, I don't know if the, uh, I'm pretty sure I heard the word, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll hear. <laughs> we can listen uh, from the beginning. And when the podcast goes up. Oh, we'll, that's lovely. I'll, I'll have, uh, we'll have a little contest. Uh, we'll have a little bet. I bet we hear the word wedding. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, did you? Not, are you not taking the part out where my girlfriend was at the beginning? I was think I was telling her no, to. No, uh, no, I'm not. Uh, uh, I, I'm going to take that part out. Okay. Take that okay. part out, and uh, I'm pretty sure during the actual podcast, the word wedding uh, came up. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but uh, I'm, I'd be willing to put some sort of uh, some money on this. I'm glad a girl could could really like me for all i am all the crazy all the she said when she first met me she goes this either he's 50 percent cuckoo bird or he's 50 percent the man i'm gonna marry and i like that you know That's gives awesome. it a bit of like well you know i'm cuckoo better watch out <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, well when, whenever uh, whatever whenever it happens if it happens uh all the best uh when 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 you uh decide to go down that road sean 
Thank you, Jerry. Um, yeah. That is such a nice thing to say because. Uh, well, Sean, uh, thanks so much for your time. Uh, we had a few, um, Sean, thanks a lot for your time. Uh, I just want to uh, wish you uh, the best of luck at the, uh, yeah. the Nationals uh, coming up. And uh, let's, get back, let's do this again another time down the road. Sure. I just want to say a couple of things before I go. It was a pleasure to do this for you, Jerry. Uh, you, you never know when, where you get energies from and who can help you. Out. And you made me, you brought out the voice in my head openly you know to say how i feel and that's a fantastic thing setting good good vibes to the future and you sound like a lovely guy you well, sound you like a fantastic too. person i've never spoken to a, you before sean and uh, uh i mean this is one of the best one of the finest uh, chats that i've had on the podcast uh, uh you've got a great energy about you and i, re I really do uh wish you all the best uh with your squash and with the uh with with your special lady Oh, yeah, it's all coming together quite nicely these days. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Appreciate it. Take care, Sean. Thanks so Have a great day. Thanks. And thanks a lot. You too, Jerry. Thank Cheers, you. buddy. Bye-bye. Jerry. Bye. Bye. Well, that was, that was a great, fun uh, chat with uh, Sean Delier. Thanks so much, Sean. And uh, stay tuned for a few more of the contenders at the Canadian Nationals, uh, which are again being uh, held in Calgary, Canada at the Glencoe Club. Uh, matches have started, uh, gotten underway already in uh, most uh, draws, all the, from, from the open draw all the way down to the, uh, the age categories in both uh, men's and women's. Uh, now just in terms of uh, Sean, uh, we take a look at the draw here. He's uh, seeded number two. Uh, number one uh, seed is uh, last year is the 2017 national champion Nicholas uh, Sackfe. Nick Sackfe is number one. Uh, Andrew Schnell and uh, Michael McHugh are seeded three, four. So uh, a, a potentially a very, very uh, exciting uh, Canadian nationals on the men's side of the draw. Um, now, if we look at the uh, the women's side, let me just take a quick. Uh, Quick look at the women's draw. Um, yep. Now I would say I would suspect uh, Sam Cornett, uh, who was on the podcast a few weeks ago, would be there. Uh, Holly Naughton is seated number one. Uh, she, I believe, she won last year's. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, she won it last year. Sam Cornett is number two. Danielle Latourneau is. Uh, three, four, as is Nikki Todd. And uh, so again, on the women's side, uh, another interesting uh, 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 draw on the women's uh, open side. So uh, could be any one of those four. And uh, so the Canadian Nationals is shaping up uh, quite nicely. Unfortunately, I couldn't make it over uh, to Canada this year to participate in uh, the over 45s, but I'll be hitting the over uh, the 50 uh, plus next year. So uh, I'll be uh, perhaps uh, uh, take a look at the uh, the des uh, the venue for the the tournament and see if I can uh, make it happen. But um, yeah, those Masters tournaments are always a lot of fun. Uh, get to compete with your uh, your old uh, nemesis and uh, your old friends again. But uh, anyways, the men's open and men's uh, and women's opens draw at the Canadian Nationals look intriguing. So stay tuned here uh, on the In Squash podcast. We'll have updates and we'll have uh, a few more of the contenders hopefully over the next few days. Thanks for listening, everyone, and have a, have a good week and enjoy your squash. Bye-bye.